guys. Welcome back. It's the Taylor Dillon Show. Uh, thanks for joining in. It's Tune In Tuesday. It's a new uh, new week. We're getting ready. We're getting geared up for a new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's coming out this Friday. Um, I actually got to sit down on the phone yesterday and kind of talk with the Pretty Dumb Podcast. We tried to do a a group podcast. Unfortunately, I was unable to get my audio to sync up properly on my end. Uh, so though I was able to hear everything I was saying, um, and they were able to capture everything I was saying, I was unable to capture everything they were saying. So I was going to put that up today, but then it would have just been a one-sided conversation and that would have been boring. We don't want that. So, all right, we are here. We're going to start, uh, right in with it. Um, it was episode eight. It was, um, the Judy episode. It was, uh, my best Judy, my best girlfriend, basically. Um, for those of you who are young and you don't get what that reference is, it goes back, and they do explain in the show, it goes back to Judy Garland and being on, you know, The Wizard of Oz. She was Dorothy Gale. And back in the days, everyone were to refer to, if you were in the closet and you're on the DL, they would ask you if you're a friend of Dorothy. You know, that's how the gay guys would communicate with each other. If you were a friend of Dorothy, it meant you were gay. And when Judy Garland died and they had her, you know, funeral service and stuff, it coincided with the Stonewall Riots, which was a big part of, you know, gay history and part of that, you know, the drag queens breaking down the walls and everything and, you know, showing the world that we wouldn't be, you know, boxed in with them kind of a thing. So um, here we go. So we're going to go right into it. Um... All the wall, all the photos on the walls have changed, which is our first clue that something's going on because now all the pictures of RuPaul have been replaced by Judy Garland. So everyone's like, oh, "What's going on? What is this? What kind of episode is this going to be?" And they get told how they're basically they're bringing in their best Judy, their best friend is going to be with them to do a makeover. Like they are going to make over their best friend. I hate makeover episodes that do this because you always end up with. They get mad because they want the girl to make over the person to look exactly like them. They want a strong family resemblance. They want the same makeup job. They want the same hairstyle. They want the same um, clothing. And it never works out because they don't look enough alike to where they could actually have that strong family resemblance. All right. And so I just don't really care for them. I mean, I get if you want to do like the whole makeover, you know, make the butch guys look like girls. Make, you know, the... Butch girls look like, you know, the fishy drag queens, that kind of thing. Like, if you want to do something like that, that's great. But this whole, oh, they have to have a strong family resemblance, it never works. Because then they always knock on the girls saying, well, you don't have a strong enough family resemblance. You know, um, and I don't get what it is. You know, you're black, she's white. Why couldn't you make her look more black? You know, kind of a thing. And then they make her look black and you're like, oh, she's in blackface. We can't have that. So I don't, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. So... Naomi with her bestie, Ricardo. Monique with her um, assistant, Danny. No, sorry, her best friend, Danny. Patty, Monet with her assistant, Patty. Latrice with his her bestie, Tim. Trinity with her boyfriend, Leo. Manila with her husband, Michael. So we have uh, some best friends, and then we also have some, you know, significant others in there. So um, you get a lot in the backstory of... Especially um, with Manila, or sorry, with Latrice in this episode. Latrice actually talks about her incarceration, and I don't recall we've ever heard before why Latrice went to jail 
And on this one, we actually hear she went to jail for 18 months, and we hear that it was because she had drug charges and a, a probation violation, that kind of stuff. And this guy, Tim, was with her, you know, all through it, and was like her best friend through thick and thin, and made clothes for her when she was getting out of jail because the, her storage unit had been tossed out, all the stuff that was in it, so she had nothing when she got out of jail. So it was a, a sad, touching story, and we got to, you know, see about uh, Manila and her husband, Michael. So it was cute, but we're going through the whole episode, and that's a, a lot of, how many times have you been in the bottom? How many times have you been in the bottom? And you're going, oh, okay, this is going to be something. They're focusing on who's been on the top and who's been on the bottom, and every time that happens... It is a big kerfuffle of what is going to, about to go on. Usually that's when the girls are going to flip the script and not do the report card that they keep on talking about how they want to do. So, Manila has never been in the bottom, as she said. She's like, I haven't been in the bottom. She's been safe. She's been close to being in the bottom, but she hasn't been in the bottom. Latrice has already been sent home once, so we know she's been in the bottom. And most of the other girls have had some time, you know, safer in the bottom. So... Um, they do over their girls there. Um, they get told where, you know, you're going to do a routine. My best Judy. Um, it's cute. They get to choreograph their own routine. They're all in the exact same costume, every single one of them. So there's no, you know, who looks better kind of a thing. It's not until they're on the runway that they actually get to showcase a different look. And that's the whole, okay, let's see if we can make them look like each other. Because that's not going to end well. They actually spent the entire time teasing Monet about how Monet is this, you know, strong black woman who is going to do over this little white boy. And the first thing they're saying is, you know, it's like powder as he's sitting there, like shaving off his eyebrows to match Monet. And there's no way that they're going to look exactly alike. They're not going to look like they have any sort of a strong family resemblance whatsoever. Um, runway starts. Rue walks in. I did not like that wig, that whole big blonde wig thing that she... It looks like it could have worked maybe for the last week's episode when they were clubbing type stuff, but not this week's episode. And that dress, there's no shape to it. It was this big, throw a sheet of material over you and be done with it kind of a thing. I just didn't like it. Um, all right, so Latrice introduces us to her girl, Alexis Knight, her buddy Tim. Um... Monique Hart has her bestie, Shanita Hart, and they're both in these two big, huge eyes, and it's so cute. Um, I loved the eye thing. I loved how they could blink. I love how they could switch sides and look like they were cross-eyed. It was cute. Uh, Manila Luzon has um, Awana Wife. Uh, Trinity the Tuck has Indigo Tuck. Uh, Monet Exchange has Patty Cash. So I wasn't impressed with Latrice's um, girl with Tim. I just think, I mean, the outfit was great, but the hair was sloppy and the makeup was a little janky for me. I didn't really care for it too much. I really loved um, Shanita Hart, Monique Hart. I thought their outfits were cute. I liked the little headpiece thing that they were wearing with the hair coming out. I, it was adorable. Um, I want a wife, I want a wife, Luzon and Manila Luzon. I liked it. The outfit was just a little, it was unimpressive, that whole King of Hearts, Queen of Hearts thing that they had, the long dress, but it was cute. They had hearts coming out of their hair in various areas. Um, Manila strayed from her normal black hair with the white streak going through, and they separated it out with the white hair for her, black hair for I Want a Wife. 
Um, but it was good. It was well done. They had their makeup actually matched. They looked like they could have been sisters or at least distant cousins. Um, Indigo Tuck and Trinity the Tuck. I loved them the most. They were very spot on. Their costumes matched perfectly and complemented each other well. They pretty much had the same hair on, the same makeup style. It was a great job. Trinity did amazing on this one. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot Extra Smalls and Naomi Smalls. Um, I think Naomi missed what the challenge was. I think she heard dress as the same person. So they both did share. Like, Sunny and Cher, and then she does this whole pull off her wig, do a wig reveal, and now she's Sunny and she's in boy drag. Um, about the only thing that had family resemblance-wise was they both had really bad makeup on. Naomi's makeup job, I just didn't care for it, and I didn't care for what she did with her, with her um, extra smalls person. It just wasn't... I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, sorry. Um... Patty Cash and Monet Exchange. Patty Cash looked like Sharon Needles to me and Dita Von Teese, like, rolled into one. Um, but it was great. It was a great job, especially since you have Monet, who is a black woman, versus Patty, who is a white woman. You can't make them look exactly alike, so at least play off each other a little bit, and it was fun. Um, the judges never seemed to agree with what is supposed to go on with this makeover challenge. Like I said, like you get where, oh, you know, you look nothing alike. You're in different wigs. You're in different costumes. You're in different makeup. And then they get the results all wrong anyway. Um, the two the two sets that really, really, really did a great job and should have been up there as the winners was Trinity the Tuck because Trinity and the girl looked like her boyfriend. They looked so much alike. It's a, it was amazing how well they did. And, you know, Monet and um, Patty, I loved them. They definitely, they deserve to be up there in the top. I think Manila should have been at least safe or in the top. They, she looked like, you look at their faces, they look like they could have been sisters. But the judges hated them, so whatever. So Monet got into the top, yay, and somehow Naomi got into the top. And the only thing I can think of is because they messed up and gave Naomi some really bad advice in the workroom and she went with it and then they were like now we gotta just deal with the consequences. They Rue told her act like a fool and she really did on her runway walk. And I know a lot of people loved the runway walk. They loved that whole or not the runway, sorry, the um her dance off. They seemed to like the fact that she was making a fool of herself on her dance. Uh, Monet was doing this beautiful slow number. She's standing in one spot. She's just selling it with the emotions. And Naomi's running around like some little child, little five-year-old, running around doing dance. And everyone's like, oh, I love it. That's how you do a lip sync for your life. And it's like, I just wasn't. I wasn't impressed. So then we get to the biggest upset of the season. So Naomi wins. Naomi uh, has now decided who she is sending home. And from the bottom... Oh, sorry. In the bottom was Manila and Latrice were in the bottom. Um, where it's pointed out Latrice has already been sent home and always in the bottom. And Manila has never been in the bottom yet. So there, you know, it's up to now Naomi and Monet who's going to send home. Since Naomi wins the uh, lip sync for your legacy... It's up to her to decide, and she goes with Manila. She picks the girl who is the strongest. And that's 
basically what it comes down to. A lot of people, like, I know even a lot of Naomi's fans are pissed off at her for what she did, and I'm upset for what she did because, you know, Manila should not have been in the bottom. That's the long and short of it. Manila was doing so great. She did great in that episode. She should have been safe. She should have been, you know, up there. But she got stuck in the bottom, and Naomi went in for the kill. She saw a very strong competition, and she said, if I'm going to win this thing, I'm not going to be able to win it. If there's someone strong competing against me, I have to win it with someone who is less than my level. So she took out Manila. So uh, now a lot of people are saying this is the last time they're watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Best Friends Race. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. That they're not watching it anymore because it was stupid what happened. It was an idiot move. But, you know, you also are going to keep watching it because it's reality TV and you want to see what goes on. You want you want the drama of it all. So I'm sure we're, we're going to tune back in next week. We're going to watch it. We're going to see what happens. But, you know, as they did point out, it was cute. And I, um, Latrice and... Manila entered into the workroom for the first time, handcuffed together, and basically it was up against each other for to see who was going to stay and who was going to go. And I don't agree with Naomi's decision. I think it should have been Latrice going, if anyone. But at the same time, I can see what she's doing. Get rid of the strong competition and take him out while you can. Of course, then the very next week, she flips over to, can we go back to the report cards? Meaning, can we judge now based on where their standings have been in the show versus, you know, who we're just feeling like sending home at that day? And I don't think that's right. I think, Naomi, you're kind of stuck with it now. So, girl, if you end up in the bottom, I would definitely watch out because if you're not going to go off of the report card, I'm probably going to get rid of you next soon just because. Because a lot of the girls were like, that was shady what you did. It was a shady, shady move. So there you have it. That was the Judy episode. That was season eight. We're getting down to it that we are on our top five girls now. So we're going to be heading into crowning a new all-star pretty soon. Um, yeah. I guess now, I mean, we're done with uh, with poor Manila now. My girl is gone. So I'm not going to pick a second person because every time I pick a girl, she gets sent home pretty soon or doesn't end up winning. But, you know, Monet, Trinity. Maybe. I don't know. I, I could see Monet winning it all. I could see Trinity winning it all. Um, I just hope to God it's not Naomi Smalls, because I think at that point I'd probably be done watching it. So um, tune in to Repulse Drag Race All-Stars Season 4 uh, this Friday night. I believe it's on at 7 o'clock. I should actually check the time, write that down. But um, check it out. And when you're done listening to this podcast, if you want to flip on over to Pretty Dumb Podcast, you can hear what... Uh, Jared and I had to say about it as we bantered back and forth. And yeah, and then if you have time and you're bored, uh, there's a new uh, podcast out there that you definitely have to tune into, Lolita and Frenemies. Um, short stories written by a great friend of mine, Janae Herring. She does these amazing short stories about a middle-aged black female assassin named Lolita Gentry. And this is all about how Lolita has become an assassin and what led up, you know, what events in her life led up to where she is now going off and being this gun for hire, basically. And I do make an appearance in it. I was actually in the web series when she was trying to get that first launched, and hopefully I'll make come back into that with my character of Kai. So, um, But I do voice a couple other 
characters in this one since Kai hasn't been introduced yet. So uh, definitely look for her, Lolita, uh, Lolita and Frenemies, and check her out. And we'll see you guys next week, and hopefully again on a Tuesday, maybe earlier. But thanks for tuning in.